Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. It's clear there's something wrong here. If you take a quick look on social media, you will see videos of Jordan Neely dancing. You will see all these individuals express why Jordan Neely's life matters which I agree. He's an American citizen. He's a part of our family. It didn't matter. But why did his life suddenly matter once he was dead? Many knew this man, including our government, was struggling and they did nothing to help him. Society filled that void. And the Marine who put him in a chokehold is now the villain. How is any of this right? That's Lawrence Jones on Fox News discussing this story that is starting to build because the political left sees an opportunity to create a riot. Representative Ocasio-Cortez wants to call this Marine a murderer. Because, well, if you're not screaming lynching, how could you possibly gin up a base? As opposed to recognizing some of the insane nuance that exists in the story of a man threatening others and a guy who clearly had mental issues. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Uh, Jordan Neely did a pretty good Michael Jackson impression. The dancing and everything else and the videos that you see very often are of him dancing and, and, and raising money. And, um, you know, it's like the people who do busking, singing in the subway. But what happened was, was this guy, Jordan Neely, homeless, a history of arrests, history of mental illness, was on the subway, screaming and yelling at at passengers. He was screaming and yelling at passengers and demanding food, and I believe demanding money. He was threatening to hurt people. He was screaming that he was hungry and thirsty and tired of having nothing. On that subway, there was a man, Former Marine, I, do you say former? I'm, I'm not. I'm never quite sure. I always get that wrong. I don't mean to. Um, and put this guy in a chokehold. Put this guy in a chokehold. Now understand that Jordan Neely was screaming, "I don't care if I die. I don't care if I go to jail. I don't have any food. I'm done." passengers started moving to other parts of the train car. And that's when a rider approached Neely from behind and put him in a chokehold to subdue him. 
The chokehold went on too long. Jordan Neely dies. One could argue the idea that maybe you didn't have to put him in a chokehold. It can be argued. But one should not argue that passengers on a subway are simply supposed to take being threatened. That it's okay for somebody to yell and scream and threaten people and intimidate people on a subway. Or, or anywhere for, for that matter. Um, the, the Jordan Neely dies, and now you're starting to see people talk about, oh, sure, another black man killed. Oh, sure, a white man kills a black man. Oh, sure, this. Oh, sure, that. And they're trying to get people into a riot mode. But you'll notice that this is a few days old, this story, and no riots have taken place. A little protest here, a little protest there, because people like Representative Ocasio-Cortez are desperate for the protest. I mean, this is their moment. This is their thing. But that's not what New Yorkers are doing. I think it was David Marcus who who, who noted that. I like David Marcus. He's wrong on some things, but I, I think that he's at least thinking. And um, the reason that there's no real protest is because um, somebody screaming that I'm going to kill you, give me your money, I'm hungry, on a subway is standard operating procedure in New York. Happens all the time. I have been in the city, in New York, in Manhattan, at a Dunkin' Donuts with homeless people coming in and screaming at people and trying to intimidate people and demanding money. I've watched it happen. It's gotten in the way. The standard operating procedure is to ignore these people. They eventually walk out, let those who who um, run the, the business deal with the thing. Only deal with it if, if you have to. Only deal with it if you have to. Don't get involved unless you need to get involved. And that is how uh, New York operates. Well, this guy clearly felt that there was a lot of threatening going on. And before things got worse, he got involved. Now, there's going to be a conversation of whether or not you get to do that to another person, whether or not you should be engaging that kind of, uh, of chokehold for that long. There's going to be all of this talk, and, and I'm not opposed to the talk. Our conversation certainly is to the one of mental illness, right? What's happening? What's going on? How people are acting? Did the city leave him, let him down, as, as uh, um, Lawrence Jones was explaining? Were other things at play? But I'm not going to give up the other side of the conversation. Why exactly have we become okay with the idea that somebody can do this, scream at you, throw, th- uh, yell at you, uh, threaten you, and your job is to just take it. Your job is to live in fear. Your job is to be intimidated by all of these people all of the time as if somehow that's normal, that's standard, that's acceptable. It's not acceptable. If you ask me if Jordan Neely deserved to die, I'll say no. If you ask me whether or not it's okay to protect yourself against somebody threatening to hurt you because you feel threatened, the answer is yes, it's okay. So how do you balance these two things? That's the conversation that people like Representative Ocasio-Cortez will never have.
because nothing about them is balanced.